But let's go into our main scripture verse for today, and that's Luke chapter 12. Luke chapter 12. And if you don't have a Bible, we have Bibles totally free for you, paperback version. That's OG right there. Or you go to YouVersion app. And here's what Luke chapter 12 says. It's someone in the crowd asked Jesus the question. They said, Jesus, tell, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Now, a lot of times pastors get involved with this too, and it's like, and, and, and we kind of give the same answer. He said, who made me judge or arbitrator over your finances? Then he said to him, take care, be on guard against all covetousness, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. Life is not about the stuff that we have. Can I get a good amen right there? Life is not about the stuff that we have. And so and then Jesus told them a parable. A parable, good morning, what's up? A parable is a story. And the story Jesus tells says, okay, so a land of a rich man produced plentifully. And he thought to himself, what should I do for I have nowhere to store my crops? I have nowhere to store my stuff. Now, if he was in Las Vegas, he know what to do. He'd go to the storage unit, right? He would go and pay for a storage unit. He would get that. And he said, I'm going to do this. I will tear down my barns and I will build larger ones. And there I will store all my grain and all my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, and be merry. Come on, that's my retirement right there. Huh? I want to relax. I want to eat. I want to drink like soda, okay? And I want to I be merry, you know? <laughs> we'll keep going. But God said to him, fool, this night your soul is required of you. And the things that you've prepared, whose will they be? You're going to die tonight. Where's all your stuff going? Where's all your possessions going? So this is the one who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray for this message. Father, I pray you begin to guide us and lead us and prosper us. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen and amen. The title of my message today, if you're taking notes, is uh, Rich Towards Heaven. Rich Towards Heaven heaven. He did not store up treasures up in heaven. He stored it for himself. So he was not rich towards God. How many know at Avenue Church, our prayer is, my prayer for my life, my prayer for your life is for us to be rich towards heaven. What does that mean? I invest with heaven in mind. What does that mean? I have my eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of my faith. What does that mean? That means every single thing that I do, not just with my money, but with my time and my actions and my thoughts and my whatever I do, I am rich towards heaven. Those that are rich towards heaven, they are generous with their time, with their money, with their heart. Can we just give it for A-Team? They were generous with their time this morning. You are rich towards heaven. Man, we, I, I was there with them as well, setting all this up today, as well as the lobby, outside signage, all this stuff here. We are a portable church. And how many know, if we're faithful with little, God's going to give us much more. Amen? Because we're rich towards heaven. And here's what we did. This is, not, this is totally not my intention. My intention was not uh, to do an essential series. I thought, okay, uh, what is it, 11 weeks ago. 11 weeks ago, we didn't, Pastor Lindsay and I didn't go, all right, we're going to do an essential series, talk about theology and doctrine. We're going to talk about the Bible and prayer. Man, we're going to talk about uh, uh, man, how essential it is for community. We're going to talk about all these different types of things. We did not go, let's talk about giving for three weeks. 
That was not our heart, but we can realize that there's over 2,000 scriptures uh, that talk about giving in the Bible. We realize that Jesus talked more about money than he did about heaven and earth combined. Why? Because many of us, we have a hard time being rich towards heaven. And so here in week one, we learned, we learned that, uh, that generosity is a remedy for greed. Like God doesn't want us to have a greedy heart. He wants us to have a generous heart. Then week two, we realized, we talked about tithe, and we realized that generosity is really the remedy for control. Because that's what it is. In the Old Testament, God said, let's give 10%. In the New Testament, God said, let's give 100%. I want you to make sure you listen to that whole message. If you're first time with us today, you're safe. We're not a cult. We're not weird. All right, your stuff's safe. But we want to make sure that we have a remedy for greed and we have a remedy. We have a remedy for control. But today is the last part of this conversation before we're going to go move on in our essentials collection of talks. I hope you've been enjoying it. I've been enjoying it. It's been good. Yeah. And uh, but week three is going to be the generosity is a remedy for selfishness. For selfishness, for selfishness. That here in Romans chapter 12, and I never correlate this to, to a life of sacrifice. But Romans chapter 12, verse 1, it says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Every single thing we do is worship. When I give, it is my worship. It's not an obligation. I, I certainly don't have to, but I want to. I don't give to get, but I give because I have my eyes towards heaven. Therefore, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you could test by, and by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and pleasing. Now, we're going into Black Friday. Come on, somebody. Right? We're going into the Christmas season. Uh, man, Pastor Lindsay and I, we, uh, this summer, we were, we were preparing uh, to, to, for an increase in our house of a, of a certain individual. And, uh, and so in that increase, we said, oh, man, we got we got a little boy coming. We got we to clean. And I begin to discover how many things I haven't seen in a box. How many I'm talking about? And for many of us, I'm going to encourage you, buying something sometimes leads to regret, but sacrificing rarely does. Where you have the impulse buy, you go, why do I buy that? Why I got that massager in my closet? You know, like, like why do I have this or that? But sometimes when I sacrifice and I say, Lord, I want to give this to you, I rarely regret it. But I have a realization, if we're going to be living sacrifices to God, holy and pleasing to the Lord in all areas of our life, in our mind, in our body, in our actions, and in our money, we begin to realize it's only a sacrifice if we're selfish. What others call sacrifice, we call it worship. What others call sacrifice, we call it worship. John Bonnell, he said this quote, and I really like it. It says, if, if one first gives himself to the Lord, all other giving is easy. All other giving is easy. Now, there's a point that I'm getting at today. So the first week we're talking about, uh, man, how can I have a generous heart? And I want you to know, Pastor Lindsay and I, we are, we are we're smoking what we're selling, all right? We're, we're practicing what we're preaching. And in that, we're saying, man, I, 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 we know that a tithe is 10%. We learned that last week. But today, we're going to learn that an offering is above and beyond the tithe. And so Pastor Lindsay and I, we give our, this is our tithe, but then we give above and beyond of our offering. And our offering is anything that's beyond the tithe, but it goes to the same place as the tithe. 
So we tithe to the storehouse. We learned this last week, but also we, we give our offering to the storehouse. And what's interesting is alms is actually a donation that goes outside of the church. Outside of the church. But what we learned last week is that tithing removes control. Tithing says, God, I give you, I, I trust you and not myself. God, I'm going to give you my life, but I'm also going to give you 10% because I believe you're going to trust me with 90%. I believe you could do more with 10 than I can do with 100. But here's what tithing does. So tithing removes control, but I really believe offering increases my faith. It increases my faith. Now, if you're brand new today, like you're like, whoa, what about money? We just, this, is, this is week three of just our faith being built up on God, begin to really, really what God's word says about money. See, tithe brings blessings to my life, but offerings brings blessings to others. See, I type, Lord, I want to be blessed. Press down, shake it together, running over. I want you to open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing over my life. I'm going to do the 90-day tithing challenge. I'm going, to, I'm going to give whatever percentage that is. It's just going to increase whatever it is for your life. But offerings brings a blessing to others inside this church. Alms brings a blessing to others outside of this church. But I want you to know, offerings brings blessings to others. But in return, we are blessed. There is an increase. But, if, my, but if, if I'm rich towards heaven, this does not matter to me. It does not matter what I get in return because my treasure is in heaven. My treasure is in heaven. Now, here's what Jesus said. Jesus said, uh, he's telling a story. He says there's a rich guy. He had a field. And in his field, he, he produced plentifully. Like he was good at what he did. How many know there is no, you, you should not be like, oh, I'm, I'm, you know, sorry, pastor, I'm a really good investor. Sorry, pastor, you should never apologize for the gift that God has placed inside of you. So he tells him he, he, he produced a lot. He had a lot. He was, he, was, he, he was rich. He had more than enough, good at what he did. And he thought to himself, what should I do? I have nowhere to store my crops. So I'm going to tear down the small storage and get a bigger storage. I'm going to tear down the small barn and get a bigger barn. See, the issue for Jesus, is, and as he's telling this story, the issue was not that the man's fields prospered. He was, he was, he was actually glad about that. He was actually, like, he was con- like, that's wonderful, that is great. But the issue was, what did he do with it? That if everything belongs to God, then what are we doing with what God has given us? How many know it's not by choice his fields prosper? We believe that's from God. It is not by, it's not by chance, excuse me, that his fields prosper. We believe it's because of God. But what did he do with it? See, for us at Avenue, it is not just, um, hey, guys, we got tithe. We got tithe. I got, got tithe to the house of God. It is not that we want your money. It's what God wants for your life. And it's not, hey, guys, we, gotta, we, we need more than that tithe now, man. We need that offering. It's not about what we want from you. It's what, what, what God wants for your life. But I want you to understand our offerings at Avenue Church, we call that legacy. We call that legacy. But I want to ask you today, what about your life that will outlive you? What about your life that will outlive you? Um, and that's the word that we use here at Avenue is, is legacy. Legacy. That what we do every single day really matters. What we do with our money every single day really matters. And so here's what legacy means. Legacy is what people remember once we're gone. Now, how many want to be remembered after you're gone? Um, even just this week, my, my aunt, um, she passed away. 
and tried to get up there. They had to do a really quick funeral, and, and uh, so I watched live, and, and, uh, and, and really just made me think, man, what kind of impact are we making when we leave this world? How do I want to be remembered? Do I be remembered as someone who had a lot of stuff, or do I be remembered as someone who was generous, someone who was selfless, someone who was a little funny, a little weird, kind of handsome, but he was generous. He was generous. Man, he was like a Tamu version of Ryan Reynolds. We're getting there. Okay. One can only pray. I'm 40 now. Good Lord. Can we make this bigger? You know. But Psalms 112 says, Good will come to those who are generous, and they lend freely, for they will be remembered forever. Friends, I I don't want my name on a building. I want my name written in the book of heaven. I want to be rich towards heaven. And so legacy is what people remember when we're gone, but really legacy is what God remembers once we're gone. And so if we're rich towards heaven, yes, we, we want to be remembered here on this earth. Yes, we want to make a difference here on this planet. But really for me, if, if I'm rich towards heaven, it matters to me what God remembers and what God sees. The Hebrews chapter, this is interesting, Hebrews chapter 6. God is not unjust. He will not forget your work. Now remember, this work isn't what God has saved, because we're saved by grace through faith, not by works, so that we cannot boast in them, so that we cannot be saved by the good things we've done, but there are good works that we can do to store up our treasures in heaven. And God is unjust. He will not forget the work, and he will not forget the love you have shown him as you have helped his people, and we continue to help them. Every single day, I want to help somebody. Every single week, I want this church not to be so internal. We're not making a difference. I want this church to be so external. Our community loves us and will miss us if we ever close our doors. That's the legacy that I want, to, I want to leave today. So God remembers all of our good works, but also legacy is what God rewards once we're gone. And here in the Bible, Proverbs chapter 11, it says this, the godly can look forward to a reward, but the wicked only expect judgment. And so what is the reward, Pastor Jeremy? It's to give freely and we become more wealthy. Did you know that? As we're rich towards heaven and we're giving away all our stuff and we're like, I, I just want to be a blessing. I, just want, I want to bless this and this. And, and we're wise with it. We're praying about it. Every single gift we give is a gift of prayer. Every single thing that we do in this house, I mean, we do it with prayer, we do it with accountability. But it's interesting as we give, God gives back. As, we, as God gives us little, just like the parable of the talents we learned last week, as God gives us just one talent and we go and invest it and bring God back two talents, he's going, I'm going to give you more. I'm going to give you more because you're faithful with the little that you had. Amen. And so God says, here's the, here's the reward. You become more wealthy. If you're stingy, you lose everything. But the generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. Yes, my reward is in heaven. Yes, my treasure is in heaven. Yes, don't let, my money, don't let my money fool you, my treasures in heaven. But this is my reward while I'm here on this earth is being a blessing to others and seeing them get refreshed, seeing them go, God is real, seeing them say, I pray for that $100, seeing them, I pray for that bill to be done, whatever the case may be. And when they're refreshed, guess what, friends? I'm refreshed. I'm refreshed. If generosity is the remedy for selfishness, there's something about living outside of our lives. There's something about having our eyes fixed on Jesus, and guess what? I feel like Jesus is like a, a, a mirror reflection. As I fix my eyes on Jesus, Jesus begins to show us hurting people. 
And he begins to see those that are beyond us instead of me, me, my, my, Lord, I need this. I'm really good at praying the prayers of like, Lord, and there's nothing wrong with this, by the way, but I'm really good at, Lord, I need this, 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 this in order to be refreshed. Lord, I need, God, I, and I'll use it for your praise and your glory, but Lord, instead of saying, this is my conviction this week, instead of saying, what am I praying for others? Lord, so-and-so, they need a house. Lord, so-and-so, oh my gosh, they need a car. They're, they're, walk, they're taking the bus the avenue every, every Sunday. Lord, so-and-so needs, and I'm just praying blessings over their life. Because here's one thing, if you're an investor, there's a term called ROI, return on investment. Okay, pastor, uh, uh, we, we got to do with that. Okay, pastor, I want to make sure that I invest in the right stock because I need a greater return on my investment. That, but, but the church is the only place where we have a E-R-O-I, and that is an eternal return on investment. We have an eternal return on investment. Randy Elcor, he wrote several books. He talked about giving as well as heaven. And I love this quote. He said, don't ask how your investment will be paying off in just 30 years, but ask how it will be paying off in 30 million years. Friends, what we do today matters. What we do today multiplies. What we do today, I believe, in the kingdom of heaven is the only place where we have a multiplication guarantee. Jesus said, give me some bread and give me some fish, and I'm going to multiply it. Heaven is the only place I have seen money, things, souls, individuals multiply. But heaven is my eternal return on investment. First Timothy chapter 8, it says, tell them to use their money for good. They should be rich in good works and generous to those in need. Always be ready to share with others. This should be the mantra of Avenue Church. I'm rich towards heaven. And generous to those in need. I'm always ready to share. By doing this, they're storing up their treasure as a good foundation for the future. For the future so that they may experience true life. I love every area at our church. Every area has such intentionality. We're intentional with what our kiddos learn. That is not child care. That is kids church. The nursery is not child care. That is kids church. They're praying over your babies. Uh, some of them are saying, please stop crying. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> they're not. Pastor Lucy said they're not. They're not. But they're praying life over them. They're praying for their future spouses. They're praying for the future husbands. They're praying, for, they're praying a hedge of protection around their mind and their ears and their eyes every single Sunday. That We have an amazing team, a production team. Everything that we do on online campus, we want to extend our reach because we believe that God is Lord of this house and we believe this is a safe place. And so I want to ask you today, what about your life? Well, that will outlive you. But I also want to ask you, what about your life? Would you leave behind? What will we leave behind? You know, I got two boys now. I don't know if I want to leave behind just a big red truck, you know. <laughs> I don't know if I want to leave behind debt for them or, or something. That, here's a house because that's great and that's wonderful and that's wise and beneficial. But will it get them to heaven? I want to leave my children behind a life-giving church that will point them to Jesus. I want to leave them behind with scriptures that are hidden in their heart. I want to leave behind when they go to school. They're not going to be, uh, man, uh, I want them to be missionaries and pastors and apostles and teachers 
They could be pastors in the workplace. They could be pastors and CEO. I don't, I don't care what it is. As long as they're going to heaven and they're bringing many, they're bringing thousands of people with them. So what about your life will we, be, will, will we leave behind? Acts chapter 20. This is, it says, I have never coveted anyone's silver or gold or fine clothes. You know that these hands of mine have worked to supply my needs and even the needs of those who were with me. You should remember the words of the Lord Jesus. It is more blessed to give than it is to receive. Can I just tell you, life is better living beyond myself. You know, one year, um, Pastor Lindsay and I, we were asking God for, you know, to grow our family. It was just her and I. And she came to me and she said, hey, I'm, you know, I'm pregnant. We celebrated. And then it ended up being a miscarriage. And, she, and that was right around December. And I remember, I mean, one, one morning she, she walked in. I'm just crying. I'm just mourning. I'm grieving. And all of a sudden you decided, you know what? Kind of like, why did all these bad things happen to us in December? What's up? And we said, you know what? We're going to, I think this year, let's go adopt somebody. Let's go adopt a family. This wasn't through our church. This is just through us. This wasn't through our tithes or our offerings. This is through just our alms or, our, our, you know, above and beyond. It wasn't a replacement. But there was a family in the church. And we said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick her. She's one of my youth students. I, I don't really know her mom. And uh, I kind of you know her and her brothers. They're in kids' ministry. And, and so we, we said, hey, what do you want for Christmas? We, we write down all these things. And on Christmas, was it the day before Christmas? We, we, uh, we had all these black trash bags, you know, because we're young adults, you know. Black trash bags full of wrapped presents. And we were like, where's your address? And they take it. You know, you know, so we, we pop it in. I don't, did we have MapQuest back then? No. We popped it in. And we popped it into our phone. And we went down. And it took us down to a, what is that? It was, it was uh, Anna and her, uh, her two brothers and her mom, a single mama. And there, the directions took us down to a one-studio uh, house, one-studio apartment, down towards Fremont Street. And so when we walked in, they had nothing. We didn't know that. And we walked in. We said, Merry Christmas! And we gave them all the presents. And it was, it was such a joy to see them opening up the gifts, things like that. And then the mom was even like, she's like, I have nothing to give you. Tamales. I'm like, yeah, bring on the tamales. I'll, ta I'll take some. More blessed to, to give than to receive, you know. And can I tell you, that was one of our best Christmases. Not because of the things that we got, but because of the things that we gave. <laughs> Friends, life is so much better living beyond ourselves. That is why on December 3rd, we're going to do what's called, we do it every single year. It's called Legacy, our Legacy uh, Miracle Offering. And every year we've done this. If you're new to our church and you're like, welcome, you know, um, but every single year for the past six years, we've done a legacy offering. And so this year, pray, we've been prayerful, prayerfully considering what are kind of the different legacy lanes that we want to give to. And this is what we're going to do this year. This year, we're going to talk a little bit more about this uh, extensively, December 3rd. But this year, we want to concentrate on legacy worship. That's our online reach. Our worship experience, we want to concentrate on Avenue Kids. Because uh, they are one of the greatest legacies that we're leaving. And then we're always, always, every single year, we focus on legacy local, which is local and international missions. I failed to say this last week. Yes, 10% is the tithe. But I want you to know, uh, your pastors, we tithe. The staff tithe. But I want you to know, our church tithes as well. We give 10% to missions. Our church is tithing. 
as well. This is not a use it, abuse people, and this is nothing like that. But these are our legacy lanes that we're praying for for this year. And it's going to be right around. And this is matching last year as well as a little bit more. But we have, we, we, our dream is so much bigger than this number. But we're believing, you know what, let's do, uh, let's go ahead. Let's do 25,000. Uh, let's do 25,000 this year. And, and, and I love the word miracle offering because someday we're not going to need the miracle. We're going to be the miracle. Yeah. Right? Someday we're not going to need the miracle, but we're still going to do legacy giving. Yeah. Let's say everything's paid off. We got buildings, all that fun stuff, and we got, you know, communities and all whatever, you know, all the different things that we have in our heart and our dream. But someday we're going to give them an offering and 100% of it is going to go outside these doors. Yeah. Because we want to be the miracle. I want to take a moment. I want to call up my good friend, Karen. Karen, will you come on up really quick and give it up for Karen as well. And uh, I asked Karen to come up because, uh, Matt, Karen has a, an incredible story. And uh, thank you, guys. Give it up for our backstage hand right here. And, Karen, I want to ask you, um, and if, how many know Karen, right? If you know Karen, most people know. Look at it. <laughs> but I want to ask you, Karen, so how long have you been coming to Avenue? I've been coming to Avenue for two years. About two years? About almost three years. Almost three years. Yeah. And uh, I'm so glad. Are you guys glad she's here? I'm so glad you're here. Now, um, tell me, what was your, I always love asking this question, right? What was your first day like at Avenue? Ooh, um, my first day at Avenue was actually online. Good. So I didn't come physically. Mm -hmm. I, did the whole online thing for a few months mm -hmm. before I couldn't come in. Okay. Um, online was just great. I was at mm -hmm. home, yeah. and I got to watch it on TV. So. Hallelujah, right? Come on, online audience. I see you. Now I'm going to ask you this, though, but why? So why did you watch? Why did you watch online first? So I started coming right after the pandemic, like 2020. I went through really har bad hardship. I lost my mother, who I was very, very close with. Mm -hmm. I lost my home. I lost my job. Mm -hmm. I was pretty much homeless. I had nothing. And I was getting into things that I am not proud of. Mm. Um, but God has helped me to get through. Yeah. Um, I started online just because I used to go to church before. And, um, like, every Sunday I used to serve. Yeah. Um, but... I lost my way. I lost everything. Mm -hmm. So I lost my spirit, and yeah. it was really hard. Mm -hmm. um, started online, and I knew God had something in me to just just start again, just, yeah. just be there, yeah. whether it's physically or not. And I yeah. couldn't come physically. It was really hard because yeah. I lost my mom through COVID. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's trauma right there that yeah. I can't be around people. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I started online and then it yeah. just led into coming in physically. Yeah. Yeah. And I know your mom was a, such a gift. Um, so I'm sorry, Karen. I want to ask you, so how did you go from online to in-person? how did you make it into the building? First off, I couldn't have done it without the community that mm -hmm. I had online with like yeah. all of the online hosts, uh, Mm -hmm. um, I love them so much. Um, PL as well, Pastor Lindsay. Um, and then a few, she invited me to a women's group online, which was great. 
so I didn't have to be anywhere physical. Yeah. Um, but they just kept praying for me. Mm -hmm. They just kept being there for me when I couldn't even be there for yeah. myself. Um, they didn't have to give me mm -hmm. money or anything like that, but they were mm -hmm. there spiritually, which I needed. Yeah. And so what was it like walking into the building your first day? Oh, scary. So scary. Yeah. I, <laughs> ooh, mm -hmm. I haven't been around people for like a year and a half or yeah. almost almost two years. Mm -hmm. So like physically outside yeah. and like being in an atmosphere. So when people yeah. started coming up to like give me a handshake or a fist pump, I was like, mm, maybe, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it was just so welcoming to the point yeah. where I like I forgot. Yeah. I started embracing people that I knew before and That's right. I was like, whoa, I'm I'm giving you a hug. I haven't yeah. probably gave anybody a hug in a year and a half to two years. So wow. it was just an, yeah. a surreal. Come on, you clap. I love that. Yeah. So, and I've seen your journey. So how do you go from just attending, right? And I noticed it was progressively getting longer, right? You would kind of, you know, slip in, slip out, and then kind of hang around. So how did you go from attending to serving? From attending to serving was um, kind of like a hard transition because I was still dealing with my faith with God. Yeah. I was so angry still, but I was still coming. I was still watching it mm -hmm. online. I was still coming to church, but I was still so angry. Mm -hmm. um, if it wasn't for the people here, if it wasn't for the people online praying for me and yeah. just reaching out to me no matter what, um, that's when I started feeling God's love. Feeling God's love again or even in a different sense or in a different mm -hmm. level, it's just like I knew, I knew it. I yeah. knew I had to be here. I knew how to do something. I knew I had to be with, you know, my, my peoples, my community, yeah. right? Like it was just yeah. such an amazing feeling that they, all of you guys could help me. Mm -hmm. How much more that I can help somebody else. Yeah, that's awesome. Now. Now, I know, why don't you tell the church, uh, you started serving, and so where do you serve, and what do you do? So, I serve for productions. Woo! That's my team. <laughs> uh, I started serving. I first did um, cameras. I did video directing, and now I'm a coach or lead or whatever you can call me. Um, but I do for productions. I help with Lorenzo, Miss Anissa, Vassal. We're a great team with right. amazing people right there right. that I can't ask enough right. for all their hard work. I That's just right. want to say thank you so much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I can't be That's here awesome. because of, and it's not just them, but it's like front of house, Miss Cat, and you know what I mean? And yeah. um, with you, Pastor Jeremy, yeah. I could have not be in my position mm -hmm. and find where I'm meant to be mm -hmm. and even find the future of what yeah. I, I know I can strive to be or yeah. strive to go if it wasn't for Avenue Church. Yeah. Yeah. If you know Kara, right, she is always honoring, right? Stop it, you know. I would ask you, um, man, what would you share with our church, our online campus? What would you share? And uh, something just happened over here, huh? But what would you share? Oh, Lord, I felt a burning. No. Uh, what would you share with our church and our online community uh, regarding our online campus? Because that's what it all started for you. Yeah. Um, online campus is so important. 
like for anyone. Like if you guys have even done the online experience, um, that's okay. I'm glad you're here. That's awesome. You're, you have the capability of being here. But mm -hmm. our online audience right now, I'm pretty sure you don't have the ability to be here. You don't have the ride to come to church or you don't have the physicality to even be inside the building. Mm -hmm. And that's why what I do and the passion that I have that God has instilled in my heart is what I have passion for all those people online and who can't be here physically. So, you know, we need a lot of things to yeah. get our online going. Like we yeah. need people, we need equipment and are just blessed to have that opportunity to serve in that way, in that capacity. Yeah, come on. We give up for Karen, everybody. Now, and here, thank you so much. Here's what I want to tell you though. That was because of your generosity because of, the, because of those cameras, because of the online broadcast, because of the internet, every single thing is because of your generosity. So I want you guys to give it up for yourselves as well. And that's one of the areas that we want to focus on is also it's legacy, is legacy worship. It's reaching our online, improving cameras, things like that. Because how many know you matter to us online, but as well as in this house as well. And so I want to ask you, this is an essential legacy challenge that I have for you guys today, is I just want you to pray, and I just want you to ask God what to give on December 3rd. I want you to pray, I want you to ask God, man, what should I give on December 3rd? What should I give? We, as a church, we will never ask you to give, but we will ask you to pray and ask him. Because the Bible says, remember this, if a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a few crops, but one who plants generously will get a generous crop. A generous crop. I hope I say that right. A generous crop. But you must decide in your heart how much to give. Don't give reluctantly or response to pressure. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully. God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over. I want you to see this. And plenty left over to share with others. It is not. Come on. It is, it is, it is, at Avenue Church, it is not give and be broke. It is not give and we have all the money. No, it is when you give, God's going to make sure you're blessed and you have plenty left over to share with the kingdom. Why? Because I am rich towards heaven. We are rich towards heaven. And I think a lot of times we, when we think of legacy, sometimes we go, that's for uh, rich people. I mean, the legacies for every single one of us. There's a widow who gave just two, two little coins. And God said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, millionaires gave and rich people gave. But you know what she gave? She gave everything. And there's something, there's something about our posture of our heart. That, man, I'm not here to tip God. Man, I'm not here to just go, here's a little bit. I can handle that. I'm here to sacrificially give. Because I want to be like that widow's might. Because my heart is rich towards heaven. But here's what Psalms, I found this so interesting. Praise the Lord. Bless those who fear the Lord. Who find great delight in his commands. Their children will be mighty in the land. The generation of the upright will be blessed. I want you to see these two legacy scriptures. That blessed are those who fear the Lord. I, I, I fear the Lord. I'm going to talk about that in just a second. But man, may, my, may my children be mighty in the land. Man, may they be prosperous. May, may, they, may they have an inheritance. But also may the generation of the upright be blessed. 
Man, I, I love you, church, but if my boys are not serving Jesus because I'm too involved in the church, I don't know if this is worth it. Because my legacy first begins with my family, then our church. But wealth and riches are in their houses, and their righteousness endures forever. Fearing the Lord really means loving God and obeying his commands. Loving God and obeying his commands. And I love this last statement, though. Fearing the Lord means loving God, obeying his commands, but loving God and being obedient to him will be worth more to future generations than any of the stuff we give them, any of the stuff we leave behind. Because, friends, the longest lasting legacy that we have to give really is faith. And this is what this house is built on, is that this house is rich towards heaven. In just a moment, maybe you're here today and you're saying, Pastor, I, uh, to, for, for today, we have water baptism today. And, and this is a big deal. Come on, we can clap for water baptism. I'm serious. This is a big deal. And uh, we're going to be talking about legacy a little bit for the next three Sundays. Uh, but next week, we're going to talk about what it means to rest. What does it mean to have Sabbath? Um, but I want you to know, for water baptism, I think sometimes we get kind of hung up and go, Pastor, the tank. See, water baptism is putting to death our old sinful life and coming out resurrected, totally brand new in Christ Jesus. I love baptism and tying in with legacy because you can change the legacy you leave by what you start doing today. If you're in this house and you're going, man, I haven't been the priest of my home. I haven't been a Christ follower. I haven't been a man of prayer, a woman of prayer. I haven't been a good example. Today's the day to start. Today's the day to say, you know what? I'm going to get water baptized. You know what I see more often? There's been several times I've seen a father, which is powerful in the house. When a father gets dunked, their kids fall along. I've seen a mother get dunked, and their husband and children will begin to follow. But what I've seen more than not in this house, because we build children and we invest in the kingdom of heaven in the next generation, I have seen kiddos get baptized, and their parents follow the kiddos. That's what I've seen. Because we're going to leave a legacy. And so my prayer is, leave a legacy of faith today. Today. December 3rd, break the curse over your family. We will not be broken. We will not be. Uh, one day I was praying and God gave me a scripture that said, you will lend to many nations you shall not borrow. And I was like, where's that at, Lord? So Lord's like, Proverbs. Okay, I'll find it. Because if we're faithful to little, God will give us so much more. But leave a legacy of faith today. I want you to take your faith public. Will you stand with me, please? I want to pray with you today. Lots to pray about this morning. But if you're here today, we have uh, baptism shirts available. Uh, that said, uh, what, uh, uh, Matt, I took my next best step, or I have decided. We have baptism uh, shorts as well. Uh, I want you to know, we have, what, seven or eight people already going to get baptized today at our church seven or eight people. Man, we have towels available for you as well. We're going to take your photo as well. We have uh, videos and all that available uh, because we want to remove any excuses. We want to remove any pressure as well. But my, my major prayer for you today is will you pray about December 3rd 
about financially leaving a legacy, but today will you leave a spiritual legacy in your life, in your family's life? And if that's you, I just want you to just go ahead and go over to the Avenue tent right there. Just go ahead, get out of your seat. Just go, forget about me. Just get over there. Just get over there if you're getting water baptized. Uh, yep, we got people with shirts on already. Go ahead and go over there. Get dunked. If you've been dunked before, somebody asked me, I got dunked, but I wasn't serving Jesus. Go get dunked again. Go get water baptized again. It doesn't matter. It is between you and God. There's no dunking rules, I don't think, right? I want to pray over you today as people are moving. We bow our heads, close your eyes. But one of the greatest miracles, it's not just somebody getting healed. The greatest miracle is not just uh, about finances and money. The greatest miracle is the gift of salvation. And maybe before you get into that tank, you're saying, Pastor, I'm going to give my life to Jesus. I'm going to give him my heart. Because Lorenzo's going to be in that tank. He's going to ask every single one of you, is it your desire to forsake the world and to follow Jesus? That's it. And so if you're here today, I want to give you the opportunity to give your life to Jesus today. If that's you, with every head bowed, if I close, I'm not going to embarrass you. We don't do that here. But if you're here today and you're saying, Pastor, that's me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I just want you to raise a hand. And I just want to count it. That's all I want to do. But if that's you, one, two, three, anyone else? Three, four, anyone else? Four hands, five, six, six hands. That's awesome. Come on. That's awesome. So we're going to pray. And when I say amen, I want you to hang out just for a little bit because I want us to celebrate those that are getting baptized, those that are getting wet today because they're making a big step of faith today, a big change today we want to celebrate with them. So dear Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for your word. Father, thank you that every single one of us in this room, that we are blessed. Father, we thank you that in your word it says it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. So Father, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, help us to be a blessing to others. Help us as we give, may we be refreshed in our hearts. Father, I thank you for those that are getting water baptized. I see way more than seven or eight people over there. So, Father, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, place a head of protection around them. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, you begin to rewrite history in their family. In the mighty name of Jesus, you begin to do a work and a wonder inside of their hearts. Father, I pray you begin to reverse the curse in their family. I pray blessings in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray for those that raised their hand today. They're about to pray the most important prayer in their life. It's not just words to them, but it is their prayer. It is their moment. So Holy Spirit, we ask you in the mighty name of Jesus. Church, will you everyone repeat with me? Say, dear Jesus, say thank you for dying on the cross for me. Say thank you for paying for my sins. Say, I repent of my sins. Say, be Lord of my life. Say, the best way I know how. I'm going to live for you because I now know who I am. I'm saved. I'm redeemed. I'm a child of God. Come on, everybody.